and welcome back. This is Things Christians Want to Know, and I'm Nate. And I am Paul Anderson. Paul Anderson, how are you? I am doing very well, thank you. How are you, Nate? I'm, I'm good. A little warm at the moment, but I, I, nothing I can't uh, survive. But, uh, it's summer, so it's, it's warm. That's how it works. Um, with us again. Welcome to summer, by the way. Guests. 96 on Sunday. Yeah, pre- predicted. it's supposed to be warm. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so, special guest. Isaac. Back with us again, Isaac. That's right. I'm back. Welcome. And Thank pronounce you. your last name for the audience. Bim. Bim. And really? it's spelled B-O-H-M. Yeah. yeah we with have a, With the, an umlaut? That's right. Over that's the why. That's why we say BIM. BIM. Oh, my. But we don't care. I if try you to say pronounce bomb, it properly, and I, it's hard to, to do. So yeah. BIM. I mean, it's not a problem if you say BOM. Everybody says BOM. <laughs> yeah. BOM. We, Americans aren't used to the umlauts. Oh, they're, yeah. They're difficult for us. <laughs> and Unless you're Lutheran, then you might be more used to it because you might have a lot of German background. Um, so we've been talking about Brazil. Yeah, and we talked last time about kind of some of the history and a little bit about what Brazil and culture is like. I'd like to hear more about that, and more specifically about sort of the church journey in Brazil mm-hmm. for you and your 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 crew, mm-hmm. and kind of where you've come from and and how it's going and that sort of thing. So why don't you give us a little catch up on your church in Brazil? Sure. Yeah, we our background is Lutheran too. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been part of, we have basically two Lutheran churches in, in Brazil. The mm-hmm. one that was uh, started by German missionaries, that, that's the one that we were part of, and the one that was started by American missionaries. So our church, we, we left the Lutheran church about 15 years ago, maybe. Uh, we went through a process of uh, getting to know things from the Holy Spirit and... Uh, speaking in tongues, deliverance, and uh, we've been living that now for 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 years. And uh, I think the the church is living a good moment uh, in Brazil. I, I I mean, talking about our church, we have so many other denominations and right. other other options, uh, and we're living uh, I think a unique time of passing the baton. We had. Uh, we have a, a good, strong, mature uh, leadership that uh, was was bold enough to leave the Lutheran Church. Yeah, the pioneers. Oh yeah, the, the rebels, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so uh, people like me, like the <coughs> the younger generation, has to keep moving with that, but also honoring those who were bold and bold enough to leave the Lutheran Church who uh, started the, the whole thing, not just uh, thinking that we know everything and we can do things by, by ourselves. So we, we are in, in a very, very important moment in, mm-hmm. in our church and other uh, churches that also left the Lutheran Church um, down there in, in Brazil, especially in the southern, southern part of Brazil. Mm-hmm. And so mo- you said there were 14 churches in your, your network, your fellowship of churches. Yeah. Are they all down in the South? Yeah. Uh, our network, we work uh, just in, in our state. But when we left the Lutheran Church, it was uh, a 
like a, the the whole country was involved at least maybe 50 churches okay. left the Lutheran, the Lutheran church among other states but uh, our states the one that have the more Lutheran church because of the German immigration so okay you're not going to find so many Lutherans going north of sure that makes sense yeah and for 15 years you said now yeah i think so that's maybe that's a 15 while. years 13 to 15 years yeah i mean that's the timing is not dissimilar than it was here in the united states paul i mean wasn't it 2001 where everything mm -hmm. really kind of started to to kick off yeah. some had left before that i'm talking about the elca now um here in the united states and some had but there was a big exodus mm -hmm. <laughs> 2001 to 2003 that era so it's similar then to kind of when you guys were going through that yeah. in Brazil. Yeah, uh, the Holy Spirit started moving the, the Lutheran Church back on 1990s, mm -hmm. but it took a while and we had so many movements that uh, started inside the Lutheran Church, sure. uh, especially with uh, American missionaries that were there. Jack Hammond was one of them back on, I don't know, Four years, 40 years ago, mm -hmm. and then raising a generation that had a hunger for the Holy Spirit and for discipleship, for community, and for uh, doing things a little bit different that they were doing on that time. So, yeah. And you just went and saw Jack and yeah. Ruth. Yeah, we went. That's wonderful. Yeah, two weeks ago, we went to say goodbye for them. They were missionaries in Brazil for many many years they were heroes weren't they oh yeah absolutely uh, like they, apostolic oh yeah they raised their, their children down there and uh, they have so many uh, children in the faith that still have connections with with them and honor them and even inside or outside the lutheran church in brazil if you say the name jack hammond people up to 40s know him for and sure he just went back down there which surprised me at his age 87 i think yeah 80 something uh something uh for him to go back down there but he said i love going back down there and uh, mm. he's he's certainly a father oh yeah so for many well he was uh one of my professors at seminary at the master's institute one of my favorite professors he had so many great stories mm. yeah really challenging you know did he teach at the Master's Institute? Yeah, he did for, for us. What, I think, on, it, was, I think it was the first year. Discipleship? Yep, exactly. And he was, uh, it was really challenging. I had heard that concept. I mean, obviously, I had heard about discipleship. I knew mm -hmm. what it was, but I hadn't, I had never had someone say, discipleship is actually one of the most important things. And, it, and when it comes to the church and how you do ministry, discipleship needs to be one of the main focal points. I'm hearing a very sweet singing voice in, my, in the background. I can't tell where she is. So we're getting some angelic singing in the background with some little uh, little voices. Uh, I think they're outside, so we'll just we'll just let them serenade us. A lot of places shows have background music, right? So we've got some background <laughs> music tonight. Um, but uh, Jack taught uh, about discipleship in a way that I hadn't heard, heard before. That, yes. that as a ministry, your church needs to focus on discipleship. And, and it, it changed my focus. It changed my 
view of what the mission of the church really was. Um, and that it was more about relationships mm-hmm. than about programs or about services that a whole bunch of people go to. Not that discipleship can't take place in those things in, 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 in a way, but it's not, it's not really where it's at. There's a lot more to it than that. And then throughout my rest of the time at Master's Institute, that was really solidified, you know, the, the, the requirement of relationship, the important stance of discipleship within the church, the importance of um, working together, training leaders, that every, the idea that everybody in your church should be training somebody else to do whatever they're doing now. <laughs> I'm glad that I was smart enough to have that class. I <laughs> Had you forgotten? I'd forgotten that I did You were that. smart back then, too, I, as it turns I, out. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Jack is still connecting with Brazil. That's wonderful. He's a hero. He it sure was wonderful to have him at Lydia House. Yeah, we had him months ago. a few months ago. That was It was challenging, and it was really good. Yes. It's good. It's good to be challenged. And I think it's good for any church to bring people in from the outside sometimes that have a different perspective and a different focus and a different gift mix than the, the leaders who are there in the house mm-hmm. so that – you can be challenged. And here's yeah. some things that, hmm, I don't know. Let's talk about that. I'm excited for where the church is that you're a part of, Isaac. I'm excited for where you're going. I'm excited because you're going to play a key role in this uh, next move of the Spirit there. Your father made that clear when we met last year down there. And that he will step back, but not... He, he is too active to step out. He will step back so we can step around and give <laughs> more right. oversight to the whole network, which will be really healthy for the network and will involve your church more in the leadership of the whole network, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's something that we need on the network because uh, many pastors who left the Lutheran church, they were just by themselves for this last Mm -hmm. 13 to 15 years Mm. so they need uh mentoring they need counseling yeah Uh, they need some some someone from the outside uh who can say things maybe correct maybe encourage so yeah my dad and maria they have been doing that for for the last years but i think we are uh in in the in a place that he needs to do it more yeah, because mm-hmm. the pastors do need that. They're and you can them. get more pastors in, too. Oh, yeah. I think there are others who are lone wolves, or no, lone wolves, lone rangers. <laughs> 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 kind of mean to say they're lone wolves that need connection. And yeah. your network could be a wonderful connection well, it's for them. It's not good for a man to be alone. But God said that in creation before there was even sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, we're not supposed to be doing this by ourselves, um, especially as the church, I think. Not that I'm advocating for giant bureaucratic denominations either, but we do need fellowship and we need other people around us. If for no other reason than to raise their hand and say, um, what? What you just said is not good and is crazy. So I think we need to talk about that. <laughs> That's important. But it's also important because I have found that where you gather when you gather together there's more power than the sum of your parts especially if it's relational if they know how to do relationships if they don't know how 
then it's just a and you have bureaucratic to teach maze. And yeah, right. If you don't know how, you can teach them. Well, they they do know how. They're doing it well. They do relationships well. That's good. Well, isn't it Jesus who said, uh, one of you can put a thousand to flight and two can send legions fleeing, mm -hmm. you know? And where two or more are gathered, I'm there in your midst. So there's something that happens in the spirit. Yeah. Uh, when you gather together in unity, um, as individual people gathering into a group, like we're in a group right now, but also as churches gathering into the group, I think is, is a similar concept. And there's just, it's better. Nate, I was really impressed with something in the church that I'd like Isaac to comment on. He asked me to speak to their youth group. Mm -hmm. And so I figured, well, a healthy church, they'll have, I bet, 50 kids. And when I got there, I, I saw more than 50. And they kept coming. There were more than 100, weren't there? Yeah. And a lot of them looked like they were right off the streets. And so you were doing something to reach out to people. I'd like to know more about that because you were very effective. And some of them were playing in the band that you had. I think you had more than one band. Did you have a? Yeah, I, I was working down there before coming here. I was working as a youth pastor and also as, as a worship pastor. So I was trying to combine the two things and also doing discipleship. That's something that our church uh, works a lot with. And I think that's that's a, my generation and probably the younger generation, they have a need to talk with someone, maybe because they don't have a father or maybe because the family have uh, the family has problems or so I would just go for invite someone for for a coffee or maybe meet someone on the streets and say, hey, let's hang hang out and I would talk with them for 5, 10, 15 minutes and they get interest on things. Or like one guy that now has been serving in our church as uh, a worship leader now, uh, he he was playing in a band, in a rock band. Uh -huh. And I used it to go to his concerts. And he was Because you like the music or because you wanted to connect with him? Both things. Okay. I, I won't lie. I, I was enjoying the show too, the concert. Yeah. Really good music. But also to prove him that I was not judging him because he was playing in a pub or... Mm -hmm. in, uh, so he, he started to see, well, he's here for me. He doesn't uh, judge me at all. And it was funny because he would say for... Uh, the other guys from the band, well, he, his guy is, he's a pastor. And they would say, is he a pastor? Or are you kidding? Or yeah. What's that? And so this kind of connection was really, really cool to see, to go, uh, to be outside uh, the church and, Good for you. and, and uh, reach places that people probably wouldn't go. I don't know why, but it was some, it, it was part of my strategy. Uh, yeah. reaching and going uh, uh, to places that most pastors or maybe most Christians uh, wouldn't go. Yeah, I would I would put myself in that category. I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't do enough of that kind of connection. Obviously, it was fruitful because you brought him in, right? Yeah, yeah. He He's now a strong believer. Uh, his name is Victor. And uh, he was dating before uh, coming to church. 
Uh, they both now are strong believers. Uh, they have now a healthy and Christian uh, relationship. They are now heading to marriage. He texted me uh, last month saying that they are getting married in November. Cool. So uh, they are living uh, good things, and I think that I'm I played a little part on that. That's, That's fantastic. Really cool. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people, at least in America, I can't speak for Brazilians, but I think in America, a lot of Christians are intimidated by non-Christians, like people who live a, a not biblical lifestyle, let's mm -hmm. just say, okay? Yeah. Um, worldly, they might call them. There, there's, there's a host of mostly derogatory terms, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and... I think some of it is intimidation, that they're intimidated by it. They don't know what to say. Some of it is maybe fear. Um, in, in some cases, like with my parents, it's because they came out of that themselves. And so, you know, you don't necessarily want to have to do with things that you came out of when they were bad for mm -hmm. you and you had to spend a lot of time getting over them. Um, so how do you, how did you personally overcome that kind of stuff and how do you help others to do that? If, if I could give you a counsel... I would say first thing, pray, of course. Mm -hmm. Many, many times uh, I told my wife and said said to her, I think we lost Victor. He's not coming back. Mm -hmm. And she would say, well, pray for him. For it's her. it's not, not just about witnessing and yeah. not just about talking about the Bible or not just about talking about Jesus, but living life with, with him. So we would hang out or go to one of his concerts and uh, kind of participate on his life, mm -hmm. not splitting or he, here is the holy moment. Now we're talking about mm -hmm. things from the Bible and about right. Jesus. And now we're going to your rock band concert and we can, you know, right. not splitting things. And uh, first, first thing uh, I would say, pray and then just show the way that you live. Invite mm -hmm. him to your house. Show that your relationships are not perfect. Show <laughs> show him that you're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually really important. Yeah. And then... When, how did you do that? Well, uh, hanging out. Mm -hmm. He would come to our house and see maybe Natalia and I arguing about something. Mm -hmm. or, um, uh, or maybe going out and sharing something about my... Uh, my story maybe saying well I was born and raised uh, in church but I struggled with that or mm -hmm. with different things that uh, he was struggling with Yeah, but at the same point we were uh, trying to reach Jesus that was uh, the mission or the, the thing that we wanted to so. so it sounds like you invested a lot of time yeah it, it this person yeah it demands a lot of time and he was probably uh the one at least for the last two years that they invested the most because he was also related to music and like i was worship uh working as a youth pastor and also worship pastor and he's a very talented guy sings mm -hmm. very well and and i saw a lot of potential in yeah. him Praise the Lord. And he was coming to church and still playing on his rock band. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say you have to quit. You have to mm -hmm. leave your rock band. But one day he came uh, to me and said, Isaac, I, I don't. it makes no sense to play in a rock band. 
if it was God that created me. Hmm. I, I was born to worship him. Mm -hmm. And that was something that it was. Um, Whereas the band was singing songs that were. It was. It. I mean, uh, the whole thing is that uh, when you're involved on that environment, on on that atmosphere, they were not doing anything wrong. I was following them all along. But he reached a point that he said, it makes no sense for me to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean. It I, just wasn't fulfilling for him anymore. Yeah. Better he's saying it than you saying it. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not my uh, my thing. So pray. Live and it with. might not have been right. I mean, maybe he. it's possible that he, someone in that position, God wanted them to stay there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. He, he could have uh, stayed. But I, I would say pray, uh, spend time with the person and uh, let the Holy Spirit do his job that's good but be willing to spend the time and be willing to invest and that's that takes love and it takes sacrifice yeah and it, it must be tough on those times where you do feel like ah, i'm losing him it's not working yeah it, it, it was it, we we had tough moments but and now looking back i would do all over again if yeah if i had to so cool when i, I look to. back on my ministry I would say I didn't do that enough with Christians to go where they were, go where the elders were, go where the people were. And I did not do enough reaching out to lost people to be with them. So thank you for that. I think that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, I think our listeners were encouraged by that as well. Yep. Because this is what you've been explaining in this testimony has been is something that we are all supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Jesus told all of us, go make disciples. And yeah. that's what you were doing. And sometimes we think of discipleship as something that happens within the church only. But what you were doing, this entire journey is discipleship. To disciple someone from horrible sin to not as frequent horrible sin, mm -hmm. that's a step of discipleship. Absolutely. You know, to disciple someone from just being a totally blase, I don't really care about anything life to maybe... I, no, I do. I want my life to matter. And I want to, that's a discipleship step. It's not just, you know, bringing someone from, I read my Bible every day to, I read my Bible every day and I pray all mm -hmm. the time. You know, like that's not the only kind of discipleship there is. Um, the, we're all on a path, on a trajectory. And are we aiming, is our trajectory toward Jesus or away from him? That's what really matters. Mm -hmm. It's not, are you in or out? Are you technically a Christian or not? It's that, that's just part of the journey. At some point, that'll happen. They'll cross over, <laughs> yeah. You know, in, into the family of God. But the the real thing that's important is: are they on the right trajectory? And, and your friend here, he was on the he was on the right path. It took a little while. Mm -hmm. um, for my uncle, which I shared about mm -hmm. earlier, it took almost an entire century. Yeah. You know, but for those and for much of that, his trajectory was away from the cross of Jesus Christ, for sure. Um, but eventually, somehow, God turned him around, and he started heading back. Yeah. towards the cross and, and he got there because Jesus didn't give up on him or your friend but you had to be willing to be involved in that process because it's not just the Holy Spirit that makes disciples oh, yeah. Jesus said you go make disciples mm -hmm. Nate sometimes I close in prayer I'd like Isaac to close in prayer and uh, on behalf of those of us who would like to see the church, including us, 
reaching out like Isaac did. Isaac, pray for us. Pray for Lydia House. Pray for American Christians. Pray for Brazilian Christians that we can take up that example and go where lost people are. Father God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for everyone that's listened to this podcast. And I pray for Lydia House. I pray for Harvest Communities. Thank you for everything you've been you've been doing for the years here at this place. And I pray for a bright future, Lord. I also pray for the United States. I pray for uh, people that need to be reached on the streets, on clubs. Uh, on neighborhoods, maybe good fathers, good mothers that still don't know you. Lord, give us the bold boldness to reach these people, to go where they are, uh, praying for them and also showing ourselves uh, as people, persons that they, people that are not perfect. We need you and we want to show that everybody needs you. I pray for Brazil. I pray for my church down there. Uh, helps us to uh, go for everything that you have for us. Uh, we trust you and we know that you are with us uh, on the next step, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.